0: Ladies and gentlemen, John Henry. Hello, folks. This is your host, Tammy Tucky, and you are now listening to the Tierra Talk Show. We bring you rare interviews with the makers of Disney Magic. Whether they be singers, actors, imagineers, animators, they have all made their mark on the Disney name. Be sure to check out the show notes, other episodes, contests, our social media pages from Facebook to Twitter, and more on our official website at www.thetieraTalkShow.com. Are you looking to plan and book an upcoming Disney vacation? Contact the Tierra Talk Show's official travel agent, James from Destinations in Florida, by visiting destinationsinflorida.com backslash tiara for a free quote. The link is also included in the show notes on our website. All guest opinions are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the opinions of the Tierra Talk Show or the host. The Tierra Talk Show is not associated with the Disney company. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode and from all of us here at the Tierra Talk Show have a hoop de do day. John Henry,
1: John Henry,
0: John Henry, what for. I'm excited to welcome this week's Tiara Talk Show guest, Mark Hen, who is an animator and director at the Disney Animation Studios. Welcome, Mark.
1: Good morning, Tammy. How
0: are you? Doing wonderful. I I hope everything is doing a okay at the animation studios in California. Today we have you on the show because we're talking about the 15th anniversary of one of my all-time favorite short films that Disney has ever made called, of course, John Henry after the well-known American legend. This film was made in 2000, and if I'm not mistaken, it was made at Walt Disney World at Hollywood Studios, MGM Studios as it was formerly known, at the Magic of Animation when they they still had working animators there.
1: That's correct. We uh, we did the bulk of the production there, and then in the uh, fall of 1999, I moved back to California, but we, uh, that coincided with doing the post-production, which was just the final you know, music touches and sound effects and things uh, to button up John Henry. But the, the bulk of the, of the production, the animation, uh, all of the uh, uh, production was created there at the Florida studio, yes.
0: In the VHS tape that's released, it's older cartoons with Paul Bunyan and Johnny Appleseed. So, what was the drive to make John Henry specifically? Was it just for this special VHS tape called The American Legends?
1: No, uh, it was kind of twofold, and you've, you've touched on one of the uh, one of the ideas. Uh, one, it was a story that I always, growing up, uh, loved, and uh, so I just I just really always loved that story about John Henry. But the other thing that you kind of alluded to was the fact that on a couple of those uh, other short films, actually in the title sequences... John Henry is actually mentioned. That they used uh, there's an image, and I think it's in um, uh, even maybe even as late as uh, Wind Wagon Smith. They maybe even mentioned that, but it was uh, uh, I think Paul Bunyan and one of the other shorts. But anyway, they mentioned John Henry. It's part of the title sequence, and there's a little image. And I always thought, you know, that was kind of a a great story that Disney never did. And so those two ideas. The fact that we kind of alluded to John Henry and never did it—it it was one of the few uh, tall tales that uh, we hadn't done. Plus, just my, uh, you know, love of that story. I just, you know, thought it was—it was just something. I had an opportunity during the schedule uh, after Mulan. To uh, uh, you know, put that together and uh, and and make a pitch to uh, to create the short.
0: And I love that it has such a particular animation style with it. It's not the traditional animation. For those who've not seen it, I I think there might be a copy on YouTube, but I strongly suggest buying the DVD slash VHS copy of American Legends because you get to see all these short films, including the John Henry short. And the John Henry short is uh, told through the eyes of John Henry's wife, who is making a quilt. And it just has this this style to it that it would make you think that it was being the story was being woven into a quilt. So, did you guys kind of put that out with the pitch?
1: Once we kind of uh, started uh, hammering out the story, pardon the pun, um, but you know, as we looked at some different artistic <laughs> styles, one of the things that we all felt and I felt very strongly about was the idea of of being able to leave the animation in a uh, a. a Rough form, uh, as if it just came right off of the animator's desk, that it didn't have all the, the fine cleanup drawings. And the closest I think that the studio really ever came to that was a little piece called It's Tough to Be a Bird. And if you look at that animation, it looks, it's very scratchy, very rough. It looks like it just came, the animators just made their drawings, handed it to the inkers and painters, and then it was painted. And so we really wanted that vitality. There's always been a an artistic thought here at the studio that amongst the uh, animators that there's a, a level, as each, each uh, level or different hands touch the animation, you, you slightly lose just a little bit of the vitality. It never quite has the same vitality that it comes off of the animator's desk with. So that was the first thing that we looked at, but as we started digging into John Henry looking at the, uh, the 19th century uh, period, the history John Henry uh, was uh, arguably a part of, uh, we discovered the, uh, the idea of the story quilts that during the uh, Civil War, even before the Civil War and during and after, uh, oftentimes a lot of the uh, escaped slaves as they were working to you know, migrate out of the South And escape and come to the north a lot of times messages and codes uh, were actually stitched into quilts and that they were uh, part of a communication uh, tool that uh, a lot of uh, uh, former slaves used to use at that time period so that was kind of a really interesting and fascinating uh, tidbit of history that we discovered in our research for John Henry so the idea of yes of telling a story with a quilt was is, is based in history, is based in the fact uh, from that time period. So we kind of married the two styles of using the quilts in the early part of the film and then going into a more uh, a rough animation style for the rest of the film.
0: It's great to hear that, that so much creativity goes into a film like this. I just wish it was shown a little bit more often. Our listeners were sharing some facts with me uh, about the film, and I thought that this one was really fascinating, that you're a collector of antique firearms, and the pistol that is used by one of the workers in the film is based on one of the Civil War pistols that you actually own.
1: Yes, that's true.
0: That's really fascinating, so, marrying the two together, because it, it fits right into the period.
1: Right, and it it also kind of comes out of my own just personal interest in American history, and particularly for the uh, for the Civil War period. Yes.
0: Now you have something on your on your resume that I don't think a lot of people have, and that's being in a Full House episode. So <laughs> so for those who have not seen Full House, you need to see Full House. It's a great 80s, 90s TV series. I loved it. And the whole family, uh, Bob Saget, John Stamos, and uh, Dave coulier they all went to Disney World. And the first episode, they head over to the Magic of Animation pavilion. And who does Joey Gladstone meet? He meets Mark. And uh, Mark is going to show him around the animation studio. So my goodness, what was that like to film an episode of Full House?
1: Well that was that was certainly a lot of fun and I've I've had the privilege of meeting uh through the years that I've been with Disney uh, animation a lot of uh interesting people and a lot of interesting uh situations have come up and that certainly is was one of the highlights in fact I probably have in some re- ways more people have recognized me from my appearance on Full House than they have of uh, any of the things that I've done uh, with the, with Disney Animation, so uh, that you know they're impressed with that. But then when they find out that I was a guest on Full House, that usually uh, uh, that usually knocks them on their feet, uh, <laughs> off their feet. But um, uh, it was great. It was uh, it was a very you know kind of the spur of the moment thing. I got called into my boss's office, and he said, "Hey, this is going to be happening. You know, would you be interested in doing that?" And I said, "Sure, why not?" So I actually. They handed me a script. I actually had to read a little bit with the director, so he could feel comfortable that I could you know talk clearly and uh not uh, fumble over my words and um, Actually, the part got reduced a little bit. There was some more they were going to film, but I'm sure as these things happened that time constraints, they actually uh ended up uh, uh cutting the cutting it down a little bit but I'm supposedly a, a childhood or a school. Schoolboy friend of uh, Joey. And I think when they all split up, that's what he says. He says I'm going to go visit a friend of mine over at the animation, uh, animation studio. So that I'm the friend. So, but it was a lot of fun. Lot I'm of
0: jealous. Fun. <laughs> I'm completely jealous. I love it that uh, somebody actually posted the clip. Just that clip of you in the in the TV series. I'll link it below for listeners to take a look at. But you come in with a genie mug, and I thought that was so cool. <laughs> <And> <laughs> well,
1: we finished Aladdin so Aladdin was was uh was the current uh current hit film at the time and if you watch the rest of the episode you'll see Aladdin and Jasmine and and the genie uh I think they uh, make an appearance uh, uh in the in the episode which was a a two part episode they had the it was a two Two-part episode.
0: And I love that Jasmine. There's a little model of Jasmine on top of your desk. I thought that was really cute, too. little tidbit there. So did you draw the animation to that scene with, with Joey Gladstone? I actually
1: didn't. That was uh, done by a couple of our other animators. I think it was uh, Alex Cooperschmidt. Uh, um, I can't think of the other gentleman now off the top of my head, but there were a couple of other animators. That was handled by uh, well, uh, kind of an internal group called Special Projects Group that handled some of these uh, uh, unique uh, animation uh, projects that came along. And uh, Rob Corley was the other, I'm sorry, Rob Corley was the other animator who I believe. Uh, worked on that. So, uh, but that was, you know, they, you know, created that desk. I kind of moved all of my things from my desk. I moved down to that, that particular desk. So it would look authentic. And uh, anyway, that's how thought all went.
0: You're still working for the Disney company and you've, you've worked on several projects, including one of the biggest Disney hits, Frozen. What is on the palette for the upcoming Disney films or shorts that you might be working on or, or that you can tell us about?
1: Well, um, of course, I just finished involvement with uh, Big Hero 6. And right now, my role has kind of been uh, kind of as a consultant coach. And I work with the uh, younger CG animators, um, bringing my uh, years of experience. And I have a tool here where I can actually do drawings on a computer screen and go over their scenes. So I'm kind of doing what I've always done. As a supervising animator working with uh, other animators, uh, you know, putting a clean sheet of paper down and saying, "Well, you know, this could improve the pose or make the expression a little stronger," I have the ability now to do that with our young CG artists. Uh, but I use a, a, a special computer that allows me to actually draw uh, over their uh, scenes as they pull them up. Our newest film uh, is in production. is called Zootopia. And then the, uh, the f- and the film that I'll be working on next after that was announced is called Moana, and that's uh, that's scheduled for production uh, this next year.
0: For listeners who want to know more about Mark or see any of his projects, you can head to IMDb. And I only have three more questions for you, Mark. I ask them to all my guests. I call them the Fab Three questions.
1: Okay. So we'll
0: start with the Donald one. So, as a child, what Disney film was one of your favorites? Cinderella. And our goofy question, what Disney character do you think would be your best friend if you met them in person? And you could choose one that you actually animated on, and one that you didn't.
1: Oh, wow. That's a good question. Um, Well, I think uh, Mickey Mouse would have to be up there. Oh, gosh. That's Maybe Mulan? How's that? I think, I, I think Mulan and I would be good friends.
0: And our Mickey question, if I asked you to name any Disney song, at this very moment, what immediately comes to mind?
1: Oh, uh, what immediately comes to mind? I uh, was just uh, When You Wish Upon a Star. Kind of an anthem, uh, you know, for the studio in a way.
0: Well, thank you again for coming on the show, Mark. I had a wonderful time talking with you, and happy 15th anniversary to John Henry.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you very much, Tammy. It's great talking with you. In Talcott, West Virginia... A statue of John Henry now towers over the Great Bend Tunnel. It is a
0: powerful reminder that the American spirit is as indomitable today as it was yesterday.
1: Oh, for a cartoon freak like me, this place is heaven. Would you like something to drink?
0: Yeah, sure. How about, uh,
1: how about one of those big cartoon milkshakes? You know, with the mountain of whipped cream served by four <laughs> little mouse butlers. <laughs> Coffee? Coffee's fine.